You're listening to the Monday, March 18th edition of the KHSU Magazine. I'm Kathleen Marshall, and my guest today, environmental consultant Alderon Laird, and I will be discussing sea level rise. Not an easy topic to discuss or to think about. Um, Alderon will be presenting a lecture in the Sustainable Future Speakers series on March 28th. That will be at Founders Hall room 118 from 5.30 to 7 and his topic uh, for a more thorough discussion on sea level rise will be Humboldt Bay on the threshold of change. Sea level rise challenges to a sustainable future. Welcome to the studio, Alderon. Thanks for having me. You've been uh, in Arcata and Humboldt County for a very long time. Since 1975, when I came up here to go to school. Wow, 1975. And um, were you initially interested in environmental conservation when you first came up here? Yes, very much so. I was a biology major, and the 70s were definitely when the environmental movement was uh, taking hold. And I'm sure the beauty of our area just reinforced your interest. That's why I didn't go back. (laughs) So... um, uh, Amongst some of your other duties, I know that you have been, um, you've sat on the Arcata Planning Commission, and I think you did that for 20 years. Tell us about what you've been doing more recently. Well, I was on the Arcata Planning Commission for 10 years, and then I went over to the Humboldt Bay Municipal Water District Board, and I served there for 10 years, and I represented the North Coast on the state's uh, Association of California Water Agencies, which was... uh, a great education for me. And um, my main focus for the last 40 or so years has been on um, salmon uh, restoration uh, efforts on the North Coast, uh, mostly uh, helping people that secure grants to do that work to get all of their permits to enable them to, to do the enhancement work. And in the last 10 years or so, I've focused uh, almost exclusively on uh, studying sea level rise impacts on Humble Bay. So I understand you were the, or are, the lead planner for the Humble Bay Sea Level Rise Adaptation Planning Project? That project uh, was completed in 2018, but yes, I was the lead planner on it. That was a regional um, planning effort to bring in all of the agencies, all the, everybody that had a connection with Humboldt Bay, either through land ownership or resource management. And we met for over uh, two years to learn about uh, our exposure to sea level rise. Uh, that project funded uh, the development of uh, Humboldt Bay-specific tidal uh, inundation model prepared by Jeff Anderson. Mm-hmm. And that showed all the areas that could be inundated under various uh, sea level rise scenarios. Was that the project that included you exploring the entire shore of Humboldt Bay in your kayak and on foot? Yes. Um, when Jeff did his modeling work, I uh, inventoried and mapped the shoreline that hadn't really been done since 1870, actually. So I set out to uh, map the, the shoreline, what type of structure it was composed of, where it was eroding, where we had uh, still salt marsh attached to the shoreline, and then do um, a sea level rise vulnerability assessment of the shoreline. So in 1870, I'm sure that the 
equipment for doing an assessment of the shoreline was not very sophisticated. Did you have more sophisticated equipment to help you? Actually, um, the mapping, the U.S. Coast Survey of 1870 is amazing in its detail of Humboldt Bay, of the intertidal wetlands, uh, the channel configurations and salt marsh locations. Um, I was involved with creating a digital atlas of Humboldt Bay, a historical atlas, and we started with the maps from 1850s and then worked all the way up through uh, using air photos. And we mapped out the shoreline and the extent of salt marsh on Humboldt Bay and those 1870 maps of channels, say in Eureka Slough, you can still find remnants of those channels today and they match almost identical. So the, I was really impressed with their mapping. And uh, of course we had aerial photography and uh, GIS programs um, and we were able to do some pretty sophisticated uh, work. Um, Brian Powell with McBain and Associates created a shoreline elevation profile with a reading every meter around the entire perimeter of Humboldt Bay, which wow. is about 102 miles. Wow. So we were able to uh, pinpoint where the shoreline could possibly be overtopped by one, two, or three feet of sea level rise. So let's start talking about sea level rise. Um, causes? Global warming. <laughs> as the planet heats up, the water expands. As the air gets hotter, the ice uh, melts in Greenland and all the other land-based uh, ice fields and in Antarctica. And so that has been the reason why the, the ocean levels are going up. And has there been a significant increase in ice melt over the last 10, 20 years that's yes. accelerated? The contribution of land-based ice melting to sea level rise has really gone up significantly. But one of the other components of sea level rise, when you look at it at the local level, say on Humboldt Bay, is what is the ground doing? And the research that uh, Jay Patton did with Cascadia Geosciences, they found that our area, Humboldt Bay, is actually subsiding. You add that with the, the global or regional um, sea level changes, and we have the highest rate of sea level rise on the entire west coast of the United States right here in Humboldt Bay. Yeah, I understand that our sea level rise effectively doubles because of compared to other places along the coast of California because as the sea rises and we subside, right. what might be a three-foot sea level rise in the next 20 years is going to be six foot for us. We, over the last century, we've had about 18 inches of sea level rise, and uh, most of California is on the order of about eight inches, eight or nine inches. And so uh, the state had just released their new sea level rise projections uh, yet last year, and we could see one meter or three feet of sea level rise by 2060 based on the high projection, and we could see two meters of sea level rise or six and a half feet um, by... Uh, 2090. And so the, the projections keep going up um, and those water levels are going to be reached sooner and sooner. So on Humboldt Bay, one of the things that we found doing the shoreline assessment was is that there's a tipping point on Humboldt Bay between two and three feet because a significant portion of the shoreline is made of earthen dikes that were built in the 1890s to 1910. So when water level goes from two to three feet higher than what it is today, um, most of those dikes will be breached and overtopped. And that means that all of the uh, dike former tidelands that were isolated from the bay, uh, about 9,000 acres or more, would be reconnected to Humboldt Bay. 
Are we at the point of no return? There's no turning back sea level rise. It's going to continue well beyond 2100. If we could uh, manage to achieve the Paris Accord or limit global warming to two degrees, we'll still have more than six meters of sea level rise. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're just now becoming aware of it. Um, we've completed uh, the vulnerability assessments for the entire Humboldt Bay region. Uh, that kind of puts us in the forefront compared to a lot of areas in California. And now we're shifting our focus into what are we going to do about uh, sea level rise. We've inventoried all the things that are located in areas that will be inundated. So now we have to figure out what do we do with all those transportation and utility assets or communities at risk and other land use and resources. So uh, how far from the Bay coastline do you think that water will encroach over time, given that two, three, even six foot increase? Well, uh, the shoreline will probably um, extend right up to Old Arcata Road, from Arcata to Eureka. Mm -hmm. um, Which means no more Highway 101. It will impact everything along the bay in Eureka, everything in Arcata, the marsh, our, our wastewater, wastewater treatment, treatment system, yeah. the communities down in... King area. Salmon and Fields Landing, Fairhaven, all three of those communities will become tidally inundated. Um, and the entire Highway 101 corridor essentially will need to be elevated onto a causeway if we're going to continue to, to keep that transportation infrastructure. The big unknown with all the projections for sea level rise are getting, I think, more accurate, more specific, especially with their timing. But the big unknown is what are we going to do in response to sea level rise? How are we going to react to the changing water elevations? We have a good inventory of what's at risk now. And we've located, as a uh, community, we've located almost all of our critical utility infrastructure on dike former tidelands. So when those short dike shorelines fail, all those areas would become tidally inundated with mean high or high water on the very first day. We have our uh, pg gas lines traverse those areas. Uh, the municipal water lines coming from the Mad River to Arcata and Eureka traverse those areas. All our optical fiber lines, uh, wastewater uh, sewer lines and lift stations water pump stations. You add all those things together and that's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be armored or protected or relocated. And if we have emergency repairs, which often happens you know, with water lines or sewer lines, how do you do those repairs in that kind of a tidal environment? Do you feel fairly confident that all these agencies and governments and communities can coordinate to um, address these infrastructure issues before it becomes critical? I, based on the adaptation planning working group's efforts for two years, I, uh, it ended up being almost about 24, 27 stakeholders, everybody from PG&E to Humboldt Bay National Wildlife Refuge. I think they can all work together, and they did work together. I think that we can uh, learn what needs to be done I think the challenge is going to be as assets traverse one jurisdiction into another um, is securing funding, agreeing on a common strategy in response, either to protect or relocate an asset. The funding is going to be the really difficult part. And what would be some of those sources of funding? 
Well, ultimately, it's going to be the state and federal government. Um, that's uh, really the only funding source I, could, I see that is viable. I think individual asset owners uh, like PG&E, you know, they are responsible for their infrastructure. And I would imagine the cost of maintenance or replacement of that infrastructure is passed on to their customers. You know, Highway 101 and Highway 255 would be, is the responsibility of Caltrans, and they'll need to secure the funding to do that. It's the individual property owners that own the Dyke shoreline and all of the ranches and farms on the 9,000 acres out there. They're the ones that lack probably the financial care capacity to address sea level rise. They're the ones that are going to need uh, help either in relocating or, or in the short term trying to protect their properties. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that sounds daunting. It is. Don't, we were just, uh, the Humboldt County's been looking at communities at risk, uh, King Salmon, Fields Landing, and Fairhaven. And all of those communities, you know, they, they don't have a municipal government. It's, you know, the county uh, that manage or dictates or develops the land use, but they don't really maintain assets. They maintain the city streets, but the county doesn't provide water or sewage or electricity or anything like that. Right. And so, you know, those communities really need the uh, county to t assume the leadership and plan for them because they don't have the capacities to do it on their own. Yes. Uh, well, your lecture is coming up on March 28th. And as I said, it will be from 5.30 to 7. Um, that's a Thursday night at Founders Hall 118. Now, this is part of a lecture series called the Sustainable Future Speaker Series that started in January. And how long will those lectures go through the entire spring semester, I think? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, so um, people who want to get more information about this lecture series, and please do come uh, listen to Alderon talk because sea level rise is going to affect all of us. Um, you can find more information about the lecture series at envcom.humboldt.edu slash sustainable hyphen futures. Um, and I believe that's an HSU website. Yeah, humble.edu. So thank you so much for being with me here today, Alderon. We, we just skimmed the topic, and um, I look forward to seeing you speak more on thank this. Thank you for having me. Thank you.